Hey, by the way, if you are new to church and you are just kind of exploring, maybe you're coming in from a different faith background or no background at all, maybe it's been a while since you've been at church. Maybe you've been to church when you were a kid and you're just kind of kind of coming back to church again, kind of curious. We are so thrilled that you're here. We hope that you find that Thrive is a safe place for you, a place where you can be yourself, a place where you can find some community, a place where you can find some hope and some encouragement to help you as we begin a brand new week. And on top of that, if we can do anything for you, if there are any questions you have that we can hopefully help answer, you can always email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you. It's great to have each and every one of you here at Thrive Church, and every Sunday is special. This one is no exception. And how many of us know that all over the world right now, Christians and churches are celebrating something called Advent? Everyone say Advent. And Advent, what is Advent, if you're wondering? Advent is the four-week period leading up to Christmas. Uh, it's often something that's marked by uh, wreaths. You know, people put up a wreath in their home. It's evergreen, and it's circular to represent eternal life. Uh, some people, they might fast during this time. They might light candles. And see, the word Advent comes from the Latin word for coming. And Advent is a time when we remember how Jesus came 2,000 years ago. It also is a chance for us to anticipate how Jesus is coming again one day. It's a chance for us to prepare our hearts to celebrate Christmas. And for some churches, depending on their background, their history, Advent is a really big deal. It's a really formal thing that they observe. And some, some they even call that the start of their, 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 their church calendar year. For other churches, it's not something you really talk about. That's because the Bible doesn't really say, you must you observe Advent. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. It's just a tradition. It's a tradition that helps some people to help them get their hearts ready for uh, Easter, not Easter, but Christmas. And, and see, we're not a traditional church by any means. But uh, to the extent that old traditions can sometimes help us to renew our appreciation for who Jesus is and help us keep our celebration of Christmas fresh, uh, we're willing to try new things. If you will say amen. And so over the past few Sundays leading up to Christmas, we are doing something new that we've never done before. Who knows, maybe it's the only time we'll ever do it, but it's one of those ways to help us get our hearts ready for Christmas is we're going to light a candle. And we just started that last week. Today, we're going to light a second Advent candle. And keep in mind why we're doing this. For those of you who are you know, really familiar with Advent, you're like, oh man, this is a throwback to my childhood. For some of you, they're like, man, this is really, really new. Either way, remember, the reason we're doing this is not to be a traditional church. Uh, the reason why we're doing this is to remember what Christmas is all about. It's all about Jesus. It's about how he came uh, for us. And so with that in mind, I just want to invite Lawrence and Christina, the Lim family, to help us light our second Advent candle today. It's often referred to as the faith candle. Let's check it out right now. family. My name is Lawrence. I'm Christina. And on behalf of everyone watching, we light this candle as a symbol of faith.
Praise God for that. Well, that is our second Advent candle. Thank you to Lawrence and Christina for, on behalf of all of us here at Thrive, uh, you, know, you know, doing that, that candle lighting just now. Praise God, we are here at Thrive Church, a multicolored, multicultural, multi-ethnic church. If you believe it, say amen. Uh, and thank God that it's because of Jesus that people of every culture, every background, eth- every race, every color, every ethnicity can gather around his name to celebrate the hope that we have in him. And speaking of that, hey, by the way, at the end of today's service, we're going to have an opportunity to do something called communion. Everyone say communion. Communion is an opportunity for us to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us. And so if you are wanting to get ready for communion, I encourage you to do so. You can grab a piece of bread that represents the, uh, the, the body that Jesus broke on the cross for us. Maybe get a cup. Uh, we use grape juice here at Thrive, but if you have maybe even some water to represent Jesus' blood, we encourage you to do that as we get ready to do communion at the end of our service today. But as part of our Advent celebration, as part of us getting our hearts ready for Christmas, we're doing a series here at Thrive. It's called Prepare Him Room. Everyone say prepare him room. And uh, in this series, we're talking about unwrapping hope, uh, faith, joy, peace, and love at Christmas time. And here we are extremely blessed to have Pastor Tim Ashoi to bring the message to us today. Every time Pastor Tim Ashoi comes uh, to bring us the message, we're always so blessed. Pastor Tim is such an important part of our church family uh, and, uh, he, and his wife, Sandra, as well. In fact, Sandra, she's celebrating her, uh, let's just say her 18th birthday today. Can we do that today? Can, can, we, just, can we just wish Pastor Sandra... A happy birthday today. I know she's watching from probably home right now, but a very happy birthday to her. Uh, and praise God, uh, you know, happy 18th birthday for sure. Uh, and we're so blessed to have each and every one of you here with us as we celebrate uh, this next episode of our Prepare Him Room series. Uh, Pastor Tim and Sandra, they lead our orphanage ministry. Uh, we take care of about 100 orphans in India. We help to do that. And uh, we're so grateful for Pastor Tim and Sandra and the difference they make in our church family. If you believe us, say amen. Amen. And so with that in mind, let's welcome Pastor Tim Ashoi as he brings the message to us today. Let's give him a big hand and welcome him here right now. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor JB. What a delight it is this morning to be in worship with uh, the people at Thrive and uh, beyond. Uh, Many of you we have never seen because you join us uh, online. Uh, But we're thrilled to be a part of what God is doing here in Richmond and around the world. Uh, God is good, and His mercies endure forever. And this is a wonderful season to celebrate the good things that God is doing. You know, the story of Jesus coming is an amazing story. Uh, It's been reviewed and celebrated now for over 2,000 years. For something to remain so popular and in the minds of people for so many years is amazing. A lot of people don't really understand what, uh, you know, the coming of Christ is all about, what it means. However, we believe that God is bringing clarity to this message through many different wonderful voices that preach the Word of God. Uh, from the Bible, and uh, Jesus is being made known. <clears throat> uh, during that time, there was an amazing drama that took place. I, I call it a drama. Uh, the manifestation of Jesus and many things, even pre- preceding his coming, are noteworthy. 
And uh, today we want to we wanna talk about people of faith and the amazing things that they encounter. Uh, uh, I, I believe that, that Jesus shook the world by his, the news of his coming. And, and so many things were impacted at that time. Uh, at the time Jesus was, uh, uh, was to come to earth, we are introduced to some amazing people even before his coming. And I want to I read about that from the Bible today and we'll make some comments about that and how this impacts our faith. When God works in people who are his primary concern, things around the people he is working in and other people are also affected because no one lives unto themselves. We're all impacted by what impacts. It's like there's a it's like throwing a stone into the water. You have that ripple effect and and when things begin to unfold concerning Jesus Christ in the New, New Testament, it had a ripple effect and many people were impacted. Things around the people he is working in and other people, I, I say again, are affected because no one lives unto himself. It's like God moves heaven and earth to get our attention as to what he is doing, which is so important. More than anything, God purposed to reveal his son to the world. That, that was one of God's greatest motivations, was to reveal his son and to redeem through the arrival of his son and the work that he would do on the cross. John chapter 3 and verse 16 is such a familiar portion of scripture. But here we read that God so loved the world that he gave his, his one and only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life. That's what this story of Jesus coming or the story of Advent is all about. It's about the fact that God loved the world. He gave his son. And if we will believe in him, we will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Acts chapter 3, verse 26 says that God sent Jesus to bless you. I like that verse. The purpose of God was that we might be blessed. That, and blessed means happy. God wants us to be happy people. He wants his creation to be happy. But you know, sin, when it comes in, it always separates and it brings sorrow. But Jesus came to undo that, reverse that, uh, blot that out so that we would be blessed. God sent Jesus to, to bless you. God speaking to Abraham, he said, you know, there's, there's going to be a seed that comes forth. And, and in this seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And the seed is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ would be the one who would bless the world and bless people. So the Christmas story is really about that. Plus, amazing surrounding things that we could talk about. 
You know, there's so many exciting things. When I, I, I look back, even as a boy growing up, uh, there were, you know, we talked about, we talked about wise men. We talked about the stars, and all of this stuff around, around uh, Christmas. Uh, there were the shepherds with their flocks. Uh, and they receive the announcement, and they go to find where this baby is born in a in a stable, and so on. So many things, angels appearing and singing, and today we still sing, "Oh, come, let us adore Him," and 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 it's in in our hearts to to worship this one uh, who came at that time. I want to. Uh, take us to a story now in the book of Luke chapter 1, and uh, it's going to be a fairly long, long reading, but I in, uh, encourage you to join with us in the reading and say with me these words as we begin in Luke chapter 1 and verse 5. <clears throat> in the time of Herod king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth also was a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Say, very old. Say that with me. Very old. Now, once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as a priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his John." And he will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he is never to take wine or other fermented drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord." Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. And the angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the 
their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They They'd seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel to Gabriel, to uh, Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail." Let's say that again. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of his humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their most... He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. As her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But the mo his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. And they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. And they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing ta tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue was set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. To show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be exalted a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising of the sun come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace and the child grew and became strong in spirit and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel now that was a long reading, but I felt that it's good for us to read the Bible and let it speak. And we trust that some things jumped out at you even as you read this morning the truth that is contained in God's holy word. <clears throat>
These, these words that we just read are amazing words. And I want, to, I want to just make some note of what I believe are key words in terms of our message today, which is a message about faith. And we, because the candle has been lit to show that we are people who have faith. And if we believe on Jesus, we are, we are th among those who are people of faith. And first of all, I, wanted, I just want to re rehearse the word to Zechariah from verse 20. For now you will be silent, and you will not be not, and not able to speak until the day this happens. Speaking of the unfolding of all that we just read about. Because you did not believe my words. You know, I've read this story many times, but... This week, as I was reading this portion of Scripture numerous times, this jumped out at me. You're not able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words. You know, it's very important that we believe the Word of God. And while Zechariah was a great man, operating in the fear of God, faithfully serving. Uh, there was something that he missed for a period of time. He could not speak. Why? Because he did not believe the words that were given to him by the angel that actually came from God. But Mary, on the other hand, I want to do a contrast here. Mary, it says, this young lady chose this. Verse 37 no word from God will ever fail. She made a, sta a faith statement. It's important in our lives that we make faith statements. As people of faith, we need to be making state statements of faith. And that's what Mary did. She said, no word from God will ever fail. It will, just will not fail. Then she went on to say, May your word to me be fulfilled. Very important. Very important that we follow that. Verse 45, blessed is she that, who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Now, God came through to Zachariah and Elizabeth and God is faithful, but you know, sometimes we, we miss out because of unbelief. Unbelief can hold us back from, from present blessings. It doesn't mean to say everything's all erased in our lives because we, we, we didn't uh, follow through on a faith statement. But it's very important that we pay attention and be a people of faith like Mary was saying, God, if you're giving a word, I know it's not going to fail. I believe your word to me will be fulfilled. Can you say amen? amen? So blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise. There's great blessing in being people of faith. Some of you listening to my voice today, maybe you have never, ever ventured to believe what the Bible says or what God has said concerning his son, Jesus Christ. You, you, you just never, never have had that opportunity. Today you're going to have an opportunity to begin in faith and see great doors of, of opportunity, great doors fulfilled in, in your life, great uh, openings that 
that God presents to us because we are people of faith. This is a pre-story up to the coming of Christ to earth and uh, his for, regarding his forerunner and then, of course, how God dealt with, with Mary. I want to just list a few things today that, that from this story people of faith encounter. Things that people of faith encounter. You know, the, the Christian life, the faith life is not a boring life. <laughs> there, there's all kinds of encounters we come into. And, and one of the things that uh, I noted from this portion of Scripture is that people of faith, whether young or old, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what age, education, or status in life. God comes to us, and he gives us opportunities. Gives us opportunities to believe, to trust, and see God do great things. In this story, the two amazing Children are to be born, and, and it's miracle births. Uh, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they're, they're old. They're way up in years. And, and now they're going to be, the, the, the angel promises that they're going to have a child. And, and, of course, the name would be John. And people of faith encounter out-of-the-box kind of things. Mary is a virgin and the angel comes to her and says, you're going to have a child. But she says, I'm a virgin. How can this happen? And he goes on to say that the Holy Spirit will do this. Will do a miracle in your life. And uh, people of faith encounter many amazing, amazing things. Number two, it can be almost overwhelming when we encounter these things. And, 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 and both, in both instances, they were, you know, they, fear, they were almost fearful. What in the world is happening with this angel appearing and, and giving us this far-out message? You see, when heaven invades earth, earth is kind of shaken up. And these are heavenly, godly encounters. You know, we talk about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent from heaven. And it's a heavenly encounter. Uh, when, when we encounter an angel, can we encounter angels? Uh, I know of individuals in, in our world who have encountered angels. They've had angelic experiences where somebody appears and disappears. I recall a story when I was just starting in ministry where, where uh, someone was... Uh, driving their car and uh, all of a sudden in the back seat of their car appeared a man and began to talk to them and then disappeared and it, it kind of almost freaked the person out because they said what in the world is this well these kind of things happen in the bible and they can happen in our time god can do whatever he wants to do however he wants to do it can you say amen, amen. you see however when god God speaks, people of faith eventually grab onto it and they take hold of it and they say, yes. But sometimes it takes a little time for us to really tune in, uh, to turn our radio on and catch the waves as we should. Beyond normal, supernatural stuff happens when God is at work. 
You know, the Bible talks about how God confirms his word with signs following. The angelic appearances to Mary greatly troubled her. But, the, but he said, don't be afraid. You found favor with God and you will conceive. And the one that will be born of you will be great and his kingdom will never end. And then the word also comes to Elizabeth. You will have a child. And it was stated clearly that no word from God will ever fail. Does God bring his word to people today? Yes, he brings his word again and again to individuals. And, and that word will never fail. You don't have to worry about a word from God. It will never fail. In this instance, it came. Uh, and it did come to pass. Uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah have a son and of course we know that Mary would conceive of the Holy Spirit and she also would have a son and as we go on in the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2 we find that that happens number five God likes to kind of ramp up important happenings the ultimate happenings God always likes to do smaller things before the big thing comes that's what I noticed from this story Number six, God breaks forth with wonderful song through Mary and Zechariah. Where God is moving, there's usually song manifest. Uh, when God really moves in the church, the songs are restored and songs are birthed. Yeah, and I love the church because the church is a, is a singing group of people who have been emancipated, now they have a song. Sometimes they've come out of great difficulty, great tribulation, but they come out with a song. And I see that in this story. Number seven, John gets named with a, a new name, not just another old name. You see, God was into doing a new thing when Jesus was coming on the scene, and John would prepare the way for that, and therefore he would get not just named Zechariah number three or number two or whatever, but he would have a, have a new name. And God has new things in store is what I learned from this story. And Jesus came, the whole new order came, and God was preparing for all of this, even, even in John, as he was being birthed and presented to the world. People near and far are filled with awe when God is at work. And Zacharias gets his voice back, which is an amazing story. He couldn't talk for that period of time. Because it appears because of that little bit of unbelief, God shut his mouth. But there were other purposes as well, I'm sure, in that time. But now he gets his voice back. And beyond that, he prophesies an amazing victory. Number nine. John, who is Jesus' forerunner, grew and became strong in spirit and he appeared publicly to Israel and prepared the way for Jesus. In number 10, Luke 2, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And the amazing journey happens there, which you can read about in chapter 2. Now I want to conclude this morning with this. 
What is our response to all of this? Those were very challenging times. Impossible things were being proposed here, as we've already said, with Mary and with Elizabeth and their spouses. But God came through with a high hand, and great things were achieved beyond, beyond that in that time. Some of the conclusing, conclu conclusions I want to make on this is number one, I believe our response to all of this should be number one, God, I'm available and open for the unusual in my life. I believe that should be our response as we read these. God, if you can do these kinds of things, uh, miraculous things in people's lives way back there in the Bible, God, I'm open to that kind of thing. I'm available and open for the unusual in my life. Number two, God, I want to be a person of faith, not unbelief, but faith amid all that's happening. That's who I want to be. I don't know if you see these on the screen, but if you can, join me with this and say this with me. God, use me in ways you used people in the past. God, used Zachariah and Elizabeth. God, used Mary. God, used the different ones. And God, I want to be used like people in the past to see your miracles work. Number four, God, let me be like Mary who said, let your word to me be fulfilled. I want to be like Mary. I do not want to state doubt. I want to say, Lord, let your word to me be fulfilled. I believe that God has a word for every one of you. At one time or another, he's going to come and he's going to give his word to you. And, and your response and my response should be, Lord, let me be like Mary. Let your word to me be fulfilled. Number five, God, regardless of how difficult things are, I will trust you knowing that you are writing a greater story than I could ever imagine. I want to be that kind of person of faith. I don't want to just light a candle out there and say this represents this, but I want that, that faith actually to be lit in my life and, and shining forth in my life. Lord, display faith in and through my life. So today, my final confession from my heart is, and I hope you could join me in this, Today, I light the candle of faith representing my desire to believe your word and trust Jesus for the unusual. There was a lot of words and a lot of verses we read today, but I trust that somehow faith has touched your heart as we have gone through these words. We're asking you to prepare for communion where you are. It's already, you've already been instructed. It's going to be happening soon. 
And before that, the worship team is going to come to lead us. I want to thank Pastor Tim for bringing us the message today, talking about faith. And let me ask you a question before I lead you in prayer right now, which is this, is do you like being interrupted when you're talking in the middle of a conversation, someone interrupts, do you like that? Worse yet, do you ever like being interrupted when it comes to your plans? For me, that's when I get kind of bothered. When I've got a plan, I've got like, like a bunch of things I want to do, and then something or someone interrupts, and it kind of messes up my plans. I really don't like that, because I'm just like a kind of a control freak sometimes. I'm just like, I, I can be you know, really into my plans, and really into my agenda, and really into the stuff that I want to do, that sometimes an interruption comes, and it can be frustrating, it can be stressful. Have you ever felt that way before? Well, one of the great things about the Christmas story is it shows us that sometimes interruptions can be very, very good. That sometimes interruptions can be a very good thing. Christmas is when God interrupted our plans. Christmas is when God interrupted our world and our normal going out and coming down, all that stuff that we normally do. God came into our world and he did something that we could not do for ourselves. It was that when we had no way of reaching God, when just like Pastor Tim said, when sin separated us from God, says that we couldn't reach God no matter how hard we tried. God is perfect, we're not. God is holy, we're not. When we couldn't reach God, God decided to interrupt. When, when our only path was to be separated from Him for now and for eternity, God decided to interrupt that path. He decided to interrupt that course. And He said, I'm gonna do something about it. So He sent Jesus Christ, not only to be born, but also to die to die on the cross for our sins so that we could have a way back to God, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have our debt canceled and so that we could be reconciled to God. That is the glorious message of Christmas, that long before we ever thought about reaching for God, God reached for us. And so it's with that in mind that I want to give each and every one of us here an opportunity to respond to God with faith today. Just like how Mary, she experienced news, received news that was amazing, in some ways overwhelming, but she responded in faith and said, let God's word in my life be fulfilled. I'm here to give you an opportunity to respond to God with a simple step of faith. And if you've never taken this step before, it's as simple as praying a prayer. If you have never asked Jesus Christ to forgive your sins, if you've never invited Jesus and received the gift of his forgiveness in your life, then that is the most awesome gift you can receive this Christmas. That's the most awesome step of faith you can take. And it's as simple as opening up your heart to him today. If you want to do that, I would encourage you just to click the link that's in your chat room or scan the QR code that's on your screen right now. And it's going to take you to a prayer where you can pray it on your own. But just so you're not doing this alone, I'm going to pray this prayer with you. In fact, we're all going to pray it with together this prayer to invite Jesus Christ to come into our lives, to forgive us of our sins, and to be the Savior that we all need. And so if you need to do that, you realize that's you who needs that, you've never done that before, and you want to ask Jesus Christ to come to your life to forgive your sins, that encourage you to let this be your prayer today. You can pray this with me right now. You just click that code or scan that code, click that link. It'll take you to that prayer. You can just repeat it after me as well. You can say, Dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins. You rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart and I ask you, please forgive me of all my sins and please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer, 
then according to the Bible, you are forgiven of your sins. You have a relationship with God, not based on what you've done, but based on who Jesus is and what he's done for you. And we've got a special gift to give all those who made that decision to pray that prayer just now. There's a little gift at the bottom of that prayer page. And we just want to congratulate you on praying this prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your life. We encourage you to keep coming to church because every baby needs a family to grow up in. We'd love to be your spiritual family. On top of that, we encourage you to get baptized. Baptism is not this big graduation, this big commitment. It's simply you saying, I know I'm a sinner who needs a savior and thank Jesus for coming for me. And if that's you, I encourage you to go to mythought.info, press the baptism button for more info on baptism. We'd love to help you get baptized. Can you give all of our friends who prayed that prayer just now a big hand and just congratulate them today. Church. My name is Christine and we're so glad that you're here and I hope you had a fantastic time today at Thrive Church Online. Before we end off, let's jump into some announcements and take a look at what's coming up here at Thrive. If this is your first time joining us, we're so excited that you're here with us today. We want to show you how much we appreciate you being here today by giving you a Thrive stainless steel water bottle. Please connect with us by texting NEW to 604-255-770 or by visiting mythrive.info and click NEW to Thrive so we can mail you a water bottle. You may have prayed the prayer earlier today to receive Jesus. Congratulations! Share your great news with us by visiting mythrive.info and click I want to receive Jesus today or text BELIEVE to 604-255-770. We want to help you build your relationship with God and so we prepared a gift and great biblical content for you to enjoy while answering some of your questions about Christianity. Christmas is right around the corner. It's only 20 days until Christmas. Can you believe it? We'd like to cordially invite you to our Christmas service online. It's on Sunday, December 19th, and there will be four services at 9.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., 2.30 p.m., and 8.30 p.m. We can't wait to celebrate Christmas with you. Please be sure to invite all of your friends and family, and we'll see you there. Parents of Thrive Kids, I have some very exciting news for you. Thrive Kids Ministries is going to resume in-person classes starting today. This is for all children ages 3 to 12. Thrive Kids is the perfect place for them to grow and learn more about God. Children ministry will be from 9.30 to 10.45 a.m. on Sundays at Stage 1 Academy in Richmond. Pre-registration is required and for more information and to pre-register, please visit mythrive.info and click Thrive Kids. Alright, so that concludes our announcement today. If you believe in the mission of Thrive and would like to contribute towards it, I encourage you to head on over to mythrive.info and click online giving. Thank you so much for joining us today on this beautiful Sunday. Enjoy the rest of the week and don't forget to tune in next week right here at Thrive Church Online. See you soon.